and welcome to another episode of More Than Dice. I'm Gonzo. I'm John. And Kathy is just not back yet, which she'll be back shortly, so don't go anywhere. Uh, we are on episode... John, do you know? Nope. Neither do I. I'm going to guess Kathy knows more than us, because she's uh, usually doing that. Let me see if I can get to it before she comes back. Can I find it? Can I find it? Can I find it? We are on episode... 155. Ah, Hinton got it before me. Dang it. So, we're on episode 155. Kathy is back now. Uh, she's getting on her headphones. Say hi, Kathy. Hi. <laughs> Fancy meeting you here. Wow. Who are you? I've never met you before. Oh, hi, Hinton. Hinton's <laughs> <clears throat> got your back. He took care of the episode number. Yeah. Hinton helped Not us out. Not my fault you guys were all early. No, we were on time. You were early. You were all early. Negative. I was on time. A wizard is never late or early. Never. <laughs> a wizard arrives exactly when you get to go. <clears throat> I'm not a wizard, so I don't know what that means for me. <laughs> so, other than that, um, <coughs> let's go and get through the business real quick. We want to thank everybody. Um, <coughs> Dragon. Hold on, let me mute him real quick. <laughs> um, we want to thank all of our sponsors for helping us out and doing things for us. We want to thank Muse on Minis for uh, hosting our podcast and bringing it out to everybody. Um, go and check them out. Also, if you buy anything from them, uh, make sure you use the code more than dice, all one word. You get 10% off your order. Uh, we are a creature creator. You will see us paint uh, some creature caster models uh, from time to time. Also, I uh, want to thank. Uh, Metalhead Minis, Lynn Stahl, the amazing lady. She does some amazing work. Uh, she is selling all of our product on her store, which we'll see pop up every once in a while, a link in chat. Uh, we have not only uh, measuring widgets and stuff for your game, but also dice um, and other things. But also, uh, they, she sells some of our Warfare and Weekend things that I, I run, um, which helps uh, fund our convention this year that we're planning on happening since it's 11 months down the road. Um, and we also want to thank uh, Tectonicraft Studios for supplying with us some stuff to give away, which we'll be giving away next week. Um, other than that, uh, John, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, I am drinking a Dark and Stormy. Gotcha. Kathy, what's on your menu tonight? Uh, rum and Coke. And they also have ginger tea. And oh my God, it is so fragrant it's amazing it's super strong i mean it really tastes like you're just licking a piece of ginger <laughs> a little much but <laughs> i don't know can't so stand good. ginger you're, uh, you, i can't help it that you're wrong gonzo oh, that's just really so, bad for ginger i find like the ginger dressing they put on uh your uh salad at some of those uh Steak rest, Japanese steakhouse restaurants a little much, but other than that, man, I really like the taste of ginger, especially in a drink. I love ginger, and this is so aromatic and flavorful. It's like the good parts of of how ginger tastes in in this tea. It's like a good ginger beer, just mm -hmm. fresh and clean and awesome. I am gonna drink some Maker's Mark tonight. I did have an ice oh. ball in here. But it um, already melted, so I uh, should have waited. You don't have a whiskey stone or something? 
Um, you know, the Whiskey Stone I have, I don't like them as much, but um, the Ice Ball uh, Maker was a gift from somebody. Uh, Erica bought me this little... Um... Was it the Death Star? No, it wasn't the Death Star. <laughs> it was just a normal Ice Ball and like a couple of glasses that went with it, so it was really cool. Um, but the ice ball melted, so I've got um, a lot of water, and but it'll be okay. It'll still taste good. Um, who do we have to give uh, shouts out to this week? Well, it's almost like I knew this was coming, and I wrote notes this time. What? Oh, that's John <laughs> prepared. Because I knew, but I just yeah did not write down notes. So, uh, in no particular order. Um, Larry King passed, which is a big deal because even though not everyone's a fan of him, apparently he he's a hell of an interviewer. And yes. Most people had a lot of nice things to say about him. He always seemed fair and never derided what the person said. You know, there's a clip going around to him on on Twitter of someone saying, "He's like, what's the secret? No one knows about you." And the guy says that I'm a very heavily closet homosexual. And he didn't make a big deal out of it. He just said, oh, okay. And, you know, when I'm like, oh, so you're saying you're homosexual, okay. You know, that's the kind of thing where a lot of people would just go and, and try and make it a big thing. But he just kept on doing his thing. Yeah. So that's sad to see. Um, baseball legend Hank Aaron passed. Yep. Which we're not always fans of the sports ball, but he is a fucking legend. So Correct. Um, and then uh, Mira Furlan, who played Delenn on um, oh, Babylon wow. 5 passed. Yeah, she was relatively young in her 60s, so that's unfortunate. Yep. Uh, that's remember. my list. If anyone else passed, I did not catch them on uh, on my viewings. On your viewings. Um, guys, we want to make sure and say thank you for joining us. Um, please stay safe out there. Uh, wear your mask. So don't go anywhere you don't really need to go. Just protect yourself. Um when you can get your vaccine, get your vaccine if you're going to get it. Um, be safe. We want you to come back here. We want to see you again. We like seeing you in chat. We like knowing that you're listening. Uh, it's really awesome to have you all with us. Uh, from all of us, tell you all. Cheers. 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 Oh, wow. yeah. Still Damn, good. So good. <clears throat> Hold on, i got to take another. Still strong. Ooh, I haven't had Maker's Mark in a while. So, today's podcast, we're going to talk about something that um, Kathy is actually really good at, and I've never done. But, um, Kathy has done quite a bit of using um, models and real-life sculptures to make it up on you know painting it on a model uh like one of the things we're going to go over to uh the paint cam and this is something oh john's like really tiny in the corner over there let's make john i'm tiny john make you big john uh big john that was actually (laughs) my uh boss who just uh resigned so you john cheers to john cheers I gotta take that slow. Um, okay, so this week Kathy has been working on doing this model, and she was inspired by what? Kathy, go for it. Floor's all yours. Oh, 
myself a scarab beetle. Hey, Mo's Magic. Hi. Hey, Mo's. Uh, so up in the upper left corner on this image, you can see this greenish thing with a little bit of purple. And it was a reference picture that I found on Instagram from Bones, Bugs, and Harmony, which is one of the, uh, one of the people I follow. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait. What's the name of it again? Bones, Bugs, and Harmony. <laughs> Hats off to that particular name. Of yeah. Name. Yeah. That's uh, amazing. They're, they're all about insects and yeah. creepy crawlies and snakes and lizards and and stuff like that and they posted this picture of the scarab beetle and I thought it was so beautiful and then I looked closer at it and I saw the texture in it and it's really similar to the texture on the head of my Cthulhu boss from Blackheart Models so I decided I was going to use that as a reference picture and try and emulate the colors you know on it so you can see how that influenced my uh, my Cthulhu so far. It's I've only just started on this bust. It has a ways to go. Because I only season. worked on it Thursday and Friday. Well, Thursday I barely I barely put paint to it on Thursday because we were just we were all talking in the chat and there was a lot of uh, discussion and I was procrastinating because I still didn't know exactly how I wanted to approach this Cthulhu bust. So, yeah, I was procrastinating and just talking. Okay, so a question on this. I'm looking at the scarab, and scarab shells, you know, so on and so forth there. <coughs> this one does not look smooth. I mean, it's got like a little bumpy texture and everything um, on this. So... On your Cthulhu bus, are those all hand painted dots? Yes. <laughs> I guess they are. <laughs> wow. There, I was not able to dry brush because the texture on this bust was so shallow. Gotcha. So sometimes you get a texture in something that's been digitally sculpted where the texture is, you can see it, but it's almost non existent. So I just went in there with the tiny brush and, yeah, I got dots. It was crazy. But Bleaker Dragon is right. They do work really hard to uh, to distract me from painting. Thursday, it was easy. Friday, I was a bit more focused and I got a bit more done on it. Okay, so now I'm looking at this and... I'm looking at the left, the the scarab picture, and then you know, looking at what you've done, like on the far right. Um, are you going to make this metallic looking like theirs, or are you just going to use it kind of like this? Um, I don't want to say dull because it's not a dull color. It's it's not shiny. I mean, you know, it's. Are you go, are you going to try to make it shiny looking or? Mainly, what I'm doing with this is is using the color. Okay. So you can see if you look closely at it. Now, what I see when I look at it, and I know not everybody looks at things exactly the same way. So what I see is I, I look at the highlights on it and I see that there's a really light sort of sea foam 
green color in the highlights, mm -hmm. in some of the highlights. <coughs> Excuse me. Some of the other highlights look more like a, uh, a warm light green. Uh, some of the some of the uh, the darker colors look like a, a warm sort of forest green color, mm -hmm. and some of them look more like a a teal. And then, then you get this whole other marking, which is purple. Correct. Yeah, it's like around the horn and like the bottom of the shell. That's right here. Yeah, and and so I was like, "Ooh, I could do green," and then just do like an edge of purple. And so that's 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 where I am with this reference. I'm not trying to make this look exactly like a scarab beetle. Okay. But I do want to take those colors. And uh, and and have it be similar. That's that's where I am with the. Okay, so you're you're going for a color palette. You're not trying to emulate the shiny, metallic looking, you now, know, carabas. It's not done yet, so it's possible I could. Okay. Try and go in that direction, but I haven't decided that yet, and I don't think I will until I finish, uh, at least, getting all the color on there. Uh, are you going to keep it to right at the top of this uh, model? Because I like, see it's like it's like like a helmet for him in a way right now. Yeah. Well, no, I I just haven't painted any of the rest of it. I okay. Did, what I did was with the oil paints, I did a uh, a pre glaze, kind of a stain. So I mixed two colors together, uh, green and uh, sienna. And I, I literally slopped that all over the model with a big brush, uh -huh. getting in all the nooks and crannies. I put it aside while I worked on some other things for about 10, 15 minutes. And then I took uh, a little foam makeup wedge, mm -hmm. a little, little foam makeup wedge. I cut it into little pieces and, and I took one of those pieces and I just brushed it across the model wiping off all this uh, oil paint mm -hmm. and what was left was the stain on the model and uh, and it was really translucent so you could see the different primers that were on it underneath and that's why and that's why parts of it appear warmer than than other parts is because I there were three different primers kind of zenithal you know, primed onto it, you know, just to set it up. And then the stain over it showed all those primers through it. It's so I'm just learning how to use oil paints and, and that in itself where the primers showed through and affected the color of the stain that I used mm -hmm. was, uh, was fun. It was an interesting surprise and it seemed to work well with this, Cthulhu bust. Now, is the color that you're painting on, is that done with just normal acrylics? Or yeah. is that oil no, also? all oil paint. All oils? Yeah. Okay, I was wondering if you were, if you were doing that. Yeah, because I'm all... Also. Well, I'm learning oils right now, so I, I'm not ready to do part I'm oil. Ready to cross the stream. I'm not crossing the stream. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. So you plan on doing the whole model in this scarab texture paint looking type thing? It's it's not all going to be dots because not every part of the model has that texture on it. 
Yeah, because you can and, see like like it looks like the temple on the bottom right one. You had you didn't do the dots. There's dots there. Yeah. You just oh, yeah. yeah. You can kind of see the dot texture, or you know. This may end there. up being purple. I don't know because I was at a stopping point and it was time for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not going to paint it exactly. So I'm going to bring I'm going to bring that model down. You're not going to paint it exactly like this. You're just being inspired by yes, the beetle. I'm being inspired by it. Yeah, because I, I mean, if you look at the if you look at it like it's painted now. Um, on that top right picture, it does kind of look like it's a, a brain in a way, you know, and, and a, a funky brain pattern texture. And yeah, that's that's what I was thinking when I when I saw it. I was like, my first impulse was, ooh, I could paint it like a, this sort of pulsating brain, like there's this thin membrane uh -huh. on the top of his head, and you can maybe see the brain through it. And I may still do some kind of a a, a glaze. Or, you know, like a, an oil wash or something over that. I haven't decided yet. Gotcha. I, I like it. I mean, it, look, it looks cool. It's place. different. Yeah. I may try it on some part of the model where it's a not so obvious and see how it works. And if it works, then I can do it over the whole thing. But, yeah, I don't know. That's this, my approach to models. I don't usually have a full-on complete plan. Unless I'm painting it to look like somebody else's art, you know, like box art or uh -huh. something, then, you know, you have the plan right there in front of you. But, yeah, usually I'm just kind of winging it. Winging it, John. <laughs> hey, winging it works. Yes. As a wise oh, man hey. said, there are no mistakes, just happy little accidents. We have a couple more people who've joined us. Hootie Hoot is here and Megan Hain, of course. Um, the, and this is what you're, are you going to be working on this all, uh, next, all this week? All this week. Well, that, and probably I'll be returning to the, uh, the Lovecraft bust as well. I'll be working on both of them because when you're doing oil paints, it's good to have more than one project going because the drying time is much slower. Oh, so yeah. while one thing's drying, you want to be working on something else. Oh, of course. That'd be a good tip for anyone who's doing a lot of washing, too, on regular acrylic models. Oh, yeah. Something else to work on while it's drying. Yep. Um, okay, so let me, uh, let's go and get rid of the image. And okay. this... You say you're going to bust a move? Bust a move. So this is my inspiration pattern that I'm going to be working from. Uh, pretty. Yeah, it's a Luna Moth. Which is what was inspired on the model, because I think I'm actually going to do the entire model in, like, whites. Uh, besides, you know, where I'm going to add these pops of colors to it. Um, so, this is going to be my inspiration for my picture and my model. Um, for anybody that not know, I'm going to be painting a model from Cobra Mode. Um, their uh, Patreon this week um, really, really, really was cool, and I really like the models that they do. Um... And I'll show you the model in just a second. I'm going to put this back. Um, but before we do that, I'm going to switch over. Let me go over here to my paint cam. Um, I did finish, as uh, far as people that didn't see it on Facebook, I did finish my Yakmunk uh, and got his base done. Do, 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 do. And everything. And, of course, the whites are kind of washed out. My camera's, like, really freaking close. But got the overhang, got the snow... Um, 
Got that going. Doo, 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 doo. Here it turned out really well. I don't know. I think I'm probably just going to give this guy away to somebody. Maybe do like a, a followers, you know. Hey, thanks for following us. And give it away to somebody because it just looks oh, cool. That'd be nice. I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, one, I mean, I have, I, now get, don't get me wrong. I like to collect models from people that paint that they, you know, that I can get from people. Like, I'm like, hey, you paint a model? Cool. Will you paint, you know, something for me and I'll pay you for it? Blah, blah, blah. And I just like to collect, you know, I have a few uh, that mean a lot. Like, Seth painted my, um, my, press ganger uh bacor and everything and he actually painted i don't know if you can see it but that bottle is actually a bottle of kraken <laughs> nice. um bottle of kraken for it and he painted and this for me he used a reference picture oh yeah uh and so i really <laughs> like that just hanging around for that yeah and then you know i've got different models painted from everything this was a, a model that was painted uh from a friend of mine that was painted for kim and it was a special model for her and so I was like, oh, okay. I love, I've always liked that one. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's just different. I like having models painted by other people ones that I'll probably never play with or never use. Mm -hmm. um, so I'll paint it up and see if I can give it away. I don't know if I can legally give this away, but I'm going to find out. Um, because I just, I, you know. It's going to sit on my desk. We'll do on Twitch all the time. Yeah. But uh, I'll be giving that away. But this is the model that I'm going to work from. Um, this is, my camera's like really freaking close. That is so cool. And it's really, it's going to be hard to see because it is primed really white. Yeah, I, once you get a little bit of uh, a light green color on the wings, that'll. Yeah. Um, so it, they do give, uh, for anybody that know. Uh, such a fun model. If anybody, if someone could uh, link the Cobra Mod Patreon, I would appreciate it. That way they can have a little bit of, um, publicity for us. Um. Uh, so these are moth creatures. I don't know the full story behind them. I don't know. They do give 5th edition rules for them, so you can play them in um, the game. Um, but the as soon as like the light adjusts and everything. I thought this was one of their coolest miniatures on there. Uh, I did have a slight misprint with the foot, but I'm going to ignore that and pop that and fix it because it's going to sit underneath it. But my wing pattern, I mean, it is... The Lunar Moth does look exactly, you know, the same type of wing pattern, pretty much, um, on underneath and above. So I was going to paint it like that um, and try to get that going because uh, that's what I want to do. But I, I think I want to do pretty much all like a white besides because, I mean, underneath you can see that the person's actually wearing like a shirt. And so probably I'll probably do that like a brown or whatever. Well, you but, could uh, take the the trim color of the actual moth, that sort of burgundy wine color, uh -huh. and use that to, to do the darker accents on his clothes. Yeah, I just don't know, I don't know where I want to go with it, but right now, like it says, sometimes it's just a paint and figure it out where you go, but I do want to paint the lunar moth colors on the back and underneath, of course. Um, so let me pull up. I can't see my screen and work on the same time. So I can just have a little reference for myself. Yep, there's a good picture. Um, so one thing I do notice is there is this purple that goes around like 
the edges of the wings and the edging of here. And it's a really, really, really bright purple too at that. But it's like kind of a, when you say purpley red? That's the color I was talking about. That sort of burgundy wine color. Yeah. Um, but for the green, I was thinking about using this pale, bright pale green um, from uh, the uh, the um, Pro Acryl line. Uh, Monuments Pro. Cause, I mean, it's gonna probably, probably going to be washed out seeing it in here. But it's probably going to be washed out white. But it's oh, a real, okay. real pale green. Yeah. I don't know how translucent it is, but we're going to find out. Um, use a bunch of uh, medium to make it more translucent. Yeah, I was going to see what it was like first before, you know, of course, adding anything to it. Um, well, most magic says it's super, super opaque. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can say, oh, you two cokes now next time we're together? Yep. And a beer. And a beer. I know uh, you don't drink beer. No, we're just going to drink Coke. Doesn't matter. I'll drink <laughs> beer. Just got to find me a good beer. Luck. Of course. <laughs> I wouldn't make you drink bad beer. beer. I walked into a buddy's house once. I was helping out with something. He's like, oh, you want a beer? I'm like, sure. You hand me a Budweiser. I'm like, I'm okay. Thank you. <laughs> You're like, nope. No. Yeah, because you know what they say about American beer, right? I mean, I don't care what they say about American beer. Budweiser's terrible. Well, you know what they say about Budweiser? It's like having sex in a canoe, fucking close to water. Gotcha. <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and get this out. I, have, I don't think I've even opened this yet. Nope, look. Ah, steel sealed. And now it's going to splatter all over me. <laughs> uh, I do that every time I open a Pro Acryl. I'm like, what? Nothing's coming out? Oh, right. Yeah. Right. The very first time I opened one, I didn't realize that. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. But, so yeah. Got a new wet palette <laughs> here. Got that little excess off. All right. So you say this is really translucent. Who said that, by the way? Uh, it's really opaque, is what Moe's yeah, Magic Mo's said. Magic. Oh, Moe's. So let's see if you're right, Moe's. So, yeah, you, could, you could make the wings look translucent if you really wanted to to paint it like the Luna Moth wings. You see where the wings are overlapping and it's that bright uh -huh. green? And then where they're not overlapping, it's a little bit darker. Testing it on the demon I printed just to see. <laughs> Which is always a fun effect. Translucent uh, wings or cloth or whatever. Alright. I'm going to add just a little bit of medium to it. Just a tad. Let's see if this works. Ah! Be bold. You can always throw more paint on it. Yeah. I just don't want to put a whole bunch. You can fix that. Yeah. It's all fixable. All right, so what do you say? Just cover the whole entire model in very thin coats? The wings, I'm saying, not the entire model. Sure. Make it easy. Do you yeah. Know, 
There's no point in painting around in the little parts you want to paint purple because that darker color will go right over the, the light green. It'll cover it. So, am I in? Okay, making sure. I'm in. Yeah, this is very, very, very thin. And what I'm going to do when I come to. When I come to the white, something I want to try since I um, got it and somebody recommended it, I want to try that that uh, white ink that everybody's talking about, using it for the white. I hear it's very good. It's and actually on, on my Amazon list. I just haven't bought it because, I mean, I don't think I need it yet. I have nothing to say say about it because I haven't tried it. Because funny, uh, this night I'm painting, I've used white so little, it's almost crazy. Anyan says it seems more blue than green. It's it's a it's a turquoise. It's like a light, light turquoise. Yeah. That's, yeah. Kind of it's like not a... It's as warm of a green. Yeah. yeah I think Which, it's closer to your seafoam than anything, honestly. Yeah. yeah, it's fine, though. I mean, yeah. it doesn't have to be exact. Yeah, it's inspiration, son. <laughs> okay to be inspired by something that comes something completely different that's sort of art uh, that's what i'm doing with my uh cthulhu guy yeah just start doing stuff and sometimes what it looks like in the picture the the reference doesn't look right just go with your gut don't go by the reference slavishly slavishly exactly slavishly i'm here to uh improve your uh vocabulary little by little I can appreciate that. That is actually not true. But we're all in rapt attention as you think that. So we are. We are. Is everybody raptured by my? It, it makes for great radio. Have you seen the new GW models they they, they uh, previewed this week? Uh, nope. No. no. I haven't checked my email in three weeks. Oh my <laughs> gosh. I might have to uh, send you send some pictures so you can take a look at them. Jesus, how is Games Workshop not a... Louis Magic says, I have a few inks. Which company were you guys talking about as far as the, the ink goes? The Dalmar Ronnie? Everybody swears... Yeah, everybody swears yeah. by this one. So I'm going to try this one out for my whites. Uh, which I was going to use for this model because, uh, well, there's some really cool whites areas on this. Especially, like, uh, after I paint the pattern. Because, you know, the eyeball-looking parts of the wing, you know, that's going to have to be, you know, free-handed on. Mm -hmm. And... Easy peasy. Says Kathy the Wonder Woman. It'd be easier than you think. I do love this color, though. This color is very awesome. So, a new Sisters of Battle. Oh, I did see those. The new Sisters of Battle stuff. And uh, new Hero Quest. You know what? It kind of makes me think of like a... Or Hero Quest and else entirely. I guess it sort of makes me think of a Dreadnought. Like a, a halfway between a Dreadnought and a Terminator. Yeah, yeah. I think it's supposed to be like they're Terminators. Yeah. Is that what it's supposed to be? Cool. 
And then they have two models shown from the new uh, Warhammer Quest Cursed City. And if you haven't checked out the Dire Chasm uh, Crimson Court Vampire models for uh, oh, Warhammer I... Underworld, you should check those out. Those are all pretty good. I saw those. Those uh, looked really neat, the vampire I like stuff. This, uh, witch... I was I was just going to call it Witchfinder, like in uh, Good Omens. <laughs> hmm. uh, uh, He's a Witchfinder General. <laughs> And that guy. And that guy, and that guy. There's a lot of good stuff. I and mean, I'm not going to share the... I should really look at my emails more often. The uh, Adeptus Titanicus model, because it's retro. It's supposed to be retro. It's kind of... I like this creepy guy with the... I don't... It looks like he has a boat face. Oh, and uh, more Necrons. The new kill team... Uh, Core box Gonzo is Necrons and Space Marines. Yeah, I'm gonna have to buy a couple boxes of that because it comes with Technomancers More and Slade ones. Slade ones and Chronomancers. Yeah. And some Necron frames. Yeah, because I need two of them, and then the Flayed ones are just bonus. I just need to buy the Necrons from it. Uh, and if you're worried about the uh, the Sisters of the Battle Terminator being head open and all that. They have another version where there's a mace arm and they have a helmeted head. It's the standard this is a metal helmet style. That's an alternate as well. So very cool. Some people are up in arms. Some people think it's awesome. I need to calm down. Who cares? Magic says, I want a witch hunter mini carrying a duck. And I would like to see that conversion because I think that would be, you know, it would be even funnier as if it was a rubber ducky. But a duck, you know, because ducks float. I don't know. I like that idea. <clears throat> In case I suggest checking those out if you guys are interested at all. Uh, Kill Team is a good little game. Not to mention a good uh, get started for uh, 40k. If all the models of a full 40 gig game are too much for you, definitely worth a look-see. I do keep wanting to to try Kill Team, and I... Oh, I finally got Uhu Glue, you guys. Did I, Have you did tried I, it out yet? Did I tell you... I told you about this on, like, Sunday, last week, right? Yep, yep. My Uhu Glue. I have not got to try it, because I'm, I'm, I'm using oils right now. I guess I need to just do that I wanted to do it on stream, but I'm I'm in this oil painting project right now, so that's just yeah. gonna have to wait, I guess. Yep, they can wait. It's all good. But yeah, I am I am excited about for when I do finally get to to do that. Remember, uwu glue is totally different than uwu glue. Uwu. Oh, well. <laughs> sorry. Not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Canyons is not a fan of the rock angle or the bat hair thing, but Mason Shield, hell yeah. Yeah, I don't care for the bat in the hair thing either. I don't really care. That's uh, my. That's a cool touch. I, I mean, guess I should be more judgy. More judgy. <laughs> well, someone took uh, is going to take that uh, the bat and hair thing and use it on their. Gotrick model that uh, and make it like a dwarf vampire lord with the bat here front, which would be super cool. But 
they're still putting out cool models. And honestly, for seems like they're doing a lot for some of the lower model count games, which is a good idea given our current situation. Hey, Ross. Good morning to you. Morning? You can't be morning yet. Wait, is it Sunday morning? I'd be okay if it was Sunday morning. No, I'm afraid it's Monday morning where Russ lives. Oh, oh that is not bullshit. Monday morning it's, for sure. It's stupid early Monday morning, but... Yeah, I'll go with the rewind, but... Rewinding? Oh, I would like that, too. I would like that. Yeah. Totally not looking over. forward to tomorrow. Can we go all the way to Saturday? Start as long over. as we're rewinding? I mean... I don't say problem. Now, do we do we get to keep our current health and we know that we're rewinding, or are we uh, just rewinding Look, to stop rewind? Stop thinking too much into it. Just take it, Jesus. Yeah, but I had a big <laughs> fever on on Saturday, and oh, I don't want that, to have to relive that. Uh, well, yeah, you don't really want to relive that. No, it was icky. They have four inches of snow on the ground where Russ lives, which is more than we have here in Chicago, and I feel like that's totally messed up. Totally messed up. Totally, totally. It happens, unfortunately. If it were going to snow, I'd prefer it to snow while I'm home and not uh, expected to work in the office. Oh, yeah. yeah. That would be best. The, the snowiest the snowiest year in the last uh, decade, I think, happened one of the years that I was commuting an hour and 20 minutes one way. Ugh. Job out in the, because, of course, I had like two years where I worked that job, and the, the first year, it was just this miserable, wretched winter. And there was one day I stayed home because I knew that... Uh, it would be too dangerous for me to drive into work. Um, but I didn't want to take two days off in a row because of that, because, you know, I didn't have like sick days and vacation and shit like that. Uh, so I went in the next day and it took me instead of one hour and 20 minutes, it took me three hours to get to work. Fuck that. And on the interstate, it was like a bobsled track. And everybody was driving five miles an hour on the interstate. Uh, and I could see on the shoulder of the road on both sides were parts of cars <laughs> from the day before. Like all over. Yeah. And at one point, the traffic in front of me was coming to an even slower crawl than five miles an hour. And everybody was changing lanes. And when I got to that point, there was a car in the middle lane of three lanes facing me. <laughs> Did you wave hi? And I felt really bad for that person, and I slowly got into the left lane to drive past them. I'm like, that person's having a bad day. Uh, but, yeah, <laughs> that just sucked. So, yeah, because, so it was... It was so icy because it was minus 20 uh, Fahrenheit. Um, and so even the, the road salt that they put down was wouldn't melt the ice at that temperature. Yeah. Uh, last one I remember, I was uh, actually working at a place with my ex-wife. And 
I left at the end of my shift, which is a little earlier because I was early shift. Yes, Mania, minus 20 freedom unit. Barely made it home. Like, literally, if I'd left much later, I would have gotten stuck in the snow in my car. Um, and then uh, my ex-wife, uh, someone at work with a SUV, managed to get her home about 1 a.m. And so her car was still stuck up there, so she had to ride back in with me, and I had the early shift. So as we're driving to work, like, the roads were clear because they had all night. Everyone, like, luckily, since it hit during a work day everyone just stayed off the roads at night as soon as they could yeah but there were cars like plow like with snow plowed up into them because the plows were like we ain't stopping just because you abandoned your car here sucker yeah uh-huh. and luckily i made it okay but man it was it was not a good scene luckily since i can work from home if that happens i will work from home they'll be okay well and i don't work at that place anymore so well, imagine you generally work from home now. Yes. Well, yes. All the time. That's the best part about it. I like actually working in the office compared to working at home because of distractions and focus and everything. But when it's shitty weather, I like working from home. I'm not going to lie. It's nice to be able to have that choice. Yeah. I would love... Now, we don't get a lot of snow. We hardly get any snow. I don't think it's snowed here in Arkansas to, you know, get anything worth a damn in five, six years. And I would really want, you know, one good snow a year. I would like to have one good snow a year. Move north. (laughs) You know what? That's not even a given anymore. Nope. It'll come around. I'm pretty certain. It'll come around where we get the other end of the uh, changing... uh, weather patterns and we get like crushed that's true yeah it's kind of in cycles yeah because yeah, we really haven't even had a winter really it has it's been cold but it hasn't been you know the standard what you would think winter would be like around here i mean it's been well no we haven't really either but i mean we don't generally until about february our, we usually get our big our big snow in february or march we used my ex-wife and I used to schedule our uh, uh, vacation for a week in February because her birthday and Valentine's Day, and every time it would snow. So, but yeah, I remember it sort of moved to March and all, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll got that uh, all that painted. Yeah, almost got. You gotta do some layers in the bottom. suppose you want to make the uh the underside of it darker a tiny bit darker than the yeah the other side or maybe just the uh the parts where they overlap will be a little darker yeah i got a lot of it's probably hard to see you know on the camera but there is a bunch of the uh, i wouldn't say streaky but there definitely is um, some primer ooh that's a little too thick there uh, primer type showing through and it's not bad it's just I need to thicken it just a little well, bit well I figure you're going to probably be doing a highlight and a shadow on it right yeah the shadow's going to go so, um, 
that should cover it up anyways. Yeah, it's just there's a little bit more that I want to get in there. Especially underneath, because I want that to be a little bit darker. Okay. So, I've got this, the top part, pretty much where, you know, that green color. A little touch up here and there. Type thing. Because I want that, because it, it pretty much matches the color of that, too. So, I got to find that purple, and I think I have it here. But, it is not going to be a pro acryl. I really want to paint that model. I'll give you money to paint that <laughs> Don't you have a 3D printer? And don't you have a husband that can print that for you? No, that that printer is for other things. <laughs> other things besides models? Other things besides models? No, that's for uh, specific purposes. Specific purposes? All right, so I do have... I'm going to check that this just is. for my frivolous fancies. <laughs> I'm about to shake this up because I don't think I've used this at all. Or ever. And it is a... It's kind of a pinky purple. I don't know if you can see it. To do the start of it. Because if no, you notice on the pink. wing... Because uh, it's like on the tips of the wings, you can tell that it's... There's a pinky purple, and then when it gets closer to the outside of the wings, it gets darker. And I figured this could be like the base, and then work out from it. Because it's, it's a very, there's some pinky purple. I think purple. it's dark all the way across, but then there's a highlight ridge on part of the wing. Yeah, it's like on the, the outside <laughs> of the wing and the bottom wings. You can tell that there's a, a pinky purple there, and then when it gets to the edge... It is definitely, you know, that dark brandy wine, you want to call it, is what you said. That we were saying, brandy wine. Burgundy. Or burgundy. <coughs> so, what I'm going to do... Oh, I have used this before. Don't know where, don't know why, don't know how. But I have it. So, I'm using this Warlock Purple uh, to start off with it. Warlock Purple. Yep. Oh. I can see that. I got Warlock Purple. Definitely have to see. I would probably have gone with, uh, with uh, one of the reds. What's it called? Is it over here? I would probably have gone with the Sanguine Base and then done something darker purple for the dark parts, and then you can go lighter for the light parts. Yeah. I figured I would go with this first and then go to the darker. I don't, I don't know how much darker than Warlock you're thinking. I would have gone dark overall first, and then take the edge the edge of the bristles instead of the point, and run that lighter color just across the ridge at the highest point. Because it's easier to do that than it is to paint the whole thing a light color and then try and get down in the crevices with that darker color. They're called washes, huh? I'm easy <laughs> that way. No, no, actually, I think in a perfect world, that is the best way to do it. 
All it's right. all about shaky hands. We're always worried about doing that shit. Yeah. But again, we're not worried about putting watches on. I don't know why. Don't ask me. I just that's comment here. Well, you're talking about a totally different part of the wing than I was talking about. Oh. <laughs> I, I would agree. That's going to be really cool. It already looks really cool. Yeah, they definitely contrast well. Yeah, That's little... why it's fun to have reference pictures. Yep. You've got that thing that you're looking right at you can you can pick your colors based on the picture uh and you you end up with with patterns that you might not have ever thought about you know just to try and come up with something on your own you just give you a little inspiration for what you're doing even most of my camo schemes like for my uh rebels for star wars legion are based off stuff i googled yeah just get some starting points I have so many, so many reference pictures for various different things. I have all kinds of nature pictures of just like landscapes and sunsets and, and stuff. And I have, I have a ton of different animals. I have whole folders just of like crows and ravens, uh, octopi. Uh, <laughs> octopi. I, I say if anyone is like in cool armor with cool paint scheme on the armor. Like, I have a whole ton of people who are, you know, of either cosplay or art of Mandalorians and different color armors I just keep because you can use that for all sorts of things. Space Marines, you know, any futuristic iron armor, even like an Imperial Knight or something, or Battletech models. Even, uh... Or based off of a Space Marine chapter uh, face game. Using, using some of the anime art for the, the animes where they have, where they're wearing armor or they're in mechs or whatever... And they have these really neat color schemes. Mm -hmm. And those are really cool for inspiration for when you have some kind of sci-fi armored whatever. You know, and you and you can't, you just, you know that you just don't want to do it a boring black or gray. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, like you can paint everything realistic military colors, but that shit gets boring once in a while. Yeah. That's why I love like, the red bolter case. Sure, casing your bolter in a red is really doesn't make any sense, but it's a classic and it stands out and it's cool. It's different. Well, wouldn't quite say different. It's sort of the thing they do, but... Well, we all know that Space Marines want to be seen on the field of battle as kind of a badge of honor. Anyways, they're not trying to hide and be stealthy. Back in the day, they actually had Space Marine paint schemes that were camouflaged. As their lore evolved, realized these are Space Marines. They don't camouflage. Yeah. Except for scouts. Do we consider uh, scouts in that category? Scouts serve a different purpose. I like the scouts with uh, with camo cloaks. That seems like a cooler way of doing it. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. when they bust a cat, I mean, keep in mind, if you're hunting general riffraff or renegade guardsmen or standard small groups of Xenos, you're still a Space Marine scout. You're still fucking terrifying to them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right, Russ. Uh, the classic block color ideas. Can't go wrong with Transformers G1. 
Can't go wrong yeah. with superhero color schemes, especially some yeah. of the old school ones. Even uh, even sports team color schemes. Like the Packers? <laughs> <laughs> That's a callback. That y'all weren't here for. So it makes it even better. In your face, Jeff. I know you're not <laughs> watching. You're going to have to tell him to watch this episode then. Which Jeff? Just uh, my friend Jeff. We he so we were playing Blood Bowl in a league, and I live in Chicago, and everybody here is rabid Bears fans. Uh, it's American football, Chicago Bears, and historically, the Chicago Bears have a huge rivalry with the Green Bay Packers in Wisconsin, which is just to the north of us. And my friend painted his Wood Elves for our Blood Bowl league. Uh, in wood elf colors, you know, just uh, green, yellow, white, right? Mm-hmm. And and I look at those and I'm like, but those are Green Bay Packers colors. And he's and this guy is is a huge football fan. He's a huge Chicago Bears fan, and he hates the Green Bay Packers. So. So we all gave him endless shit about that, and we still do to this day. As you should. As we should, yeah. But yeah, you absolutely can get inspiration from all kinds Anywhere. of different things. Yeah. Like, I save pictures on my hard drive whenever I get something that seems like inspiration. I'm like, that's really cool. I'm going to save that because I might need that someday. He never did repaint them. <laughs> Russ has repainted ASAP. No, nope. no. Nope. He did well with them, though. He was good at playing. His play style was very much uh, fast and dodging, and and so Wood Elves was kind of perfect for him. He could really utilize the ward answers and everything. Uh, My that. style of play is very bashy, and so chaos I'm and down orcs. I liked my orcs and my chaos. And I was really good at, you know how dwarf players always would form the cage? It was their classic, their classic strategy is form a cage around the ball carrier. And I was really good at figuring out who to push to, to, get the to break out the cage. Get. Yeah. Which I hate dwarf players. It is the most boring tactic in the history of tactics. Yeah. Russ says, I save pictures as well, John, but I never can find or remember them when needed. It's funny you should say that because I was looking for a specific octopus reference picture today that I had used for uh, when I was painting my monktopus. And do you think I could find it anywhere on my computer? No. No. I know I had it on there because I printed it out and I could find the printout, which is still here. We probably should have looked on the Facebook page because I think we put those pictures up there. Uh, all I can think is last year when my hard drive died, maybe that picture wasn't in with the rest of the, somehow not in with uh, all the data that I backed up. Which, I mean, if that's the only thing I lost, then fine. <laughs> Indeed. 
You'll find it as soon as you finish the box. Yes, that's always how it works. Oh my god, Gonzo, you messed that up. You'll never recover from it, ever. Ever, ever? <laughs> Look at that. Look at these little patterns. This is going to be cool. <clears throat> it's gonna, I'm going to have to... There's since I backed up my data and I still can't bring myself to upgrade to Windows 10. You know, it's that. not that bad. Okay. Really. Alright, so we got a good start on this. Base color. And I got part of the pinky purple on there. And we'll work on that next time because it is pretty much about time for media section. Um, I do want to talk. So, yeah, it is almost time for media section. God. How did that happen? I know. It flew by really quickly. Um, so one thing I want to do is I'm not going to put anything on the base. I think what I want to do on the base is make it look like a night sky. And do stars and just have it like jet black with stars and stuff. So it kind of looks like the model is you know, in outer space in a yeah. bit. I think I like putting like, like a rock or something like a real tiny, tiny, tiny rock as an asteroid type thing. Yeah. Rock and ball. So you're making space. <laughs> <laughs> um, I definitely, you saw, my, you saw my picture of my Lovecraft where I was doing the space mm -hmm. cape on one side yep. of his face. Yep. I think, like I said, I might like put like a small little have... pebble on there just to do like, you know, a 3D or, rock. Or like a moon in the distance. Yeah. Or a space station. Or a space station. That looks like a moon. Uh, but mostly I'm going to paint like stars and stuff on it. Like sort of like your bust. Uh, the moon's definitely going to be yellow. Uh, the <coughs> clouds are going to be white. Um, Is the moon going to look like Swiss cheese? No, I'm not going to paint holes in it. <laughs> Door. That's no moon. It's Swiss yeah. cheese. It's <laughs> Could a 23 bike carrier film yet? No, never heard of that. Okay, hold on. Uh, I have no idea. Our Gundam what flying that by. Is. I do have too many. I, okay, I know I'm going to say this. I have too many Gundams to put together now. Gundam style models. But our Gundam flying by. <laughs> it's going to be. Uh, oh no, Legionnaires has to have a good night, Legionnaires. Take care. thunderstorm and to turn off all the things turn off all the stuff all the things all the Type 40 asks can one have too many gundams yes i don't think that's a thing i think type 40 is is correct much like models you can't have too many gundams or dice you cannot have too many dice is questionable i don't i i there might be a number i have not experienced this number yet I just got dice in a care package full of baked goods, and there were dice in with the uh, the bag of candy in this care package. We did, um... That would be problematic. Did somebody... No, but you know what? The D4 is missing. What? Maybe you ate it. You ate the D4? <laughs> Why did you eat a D4? Can you imagine trying to shit that out? Yeah. That's gonna hurt. Broken my teeth. 
No, I was I was saying too many models because I've got I'm still working on my perfect grade. I've got the one I got that was for the holidays, and then I picked up two more. So, and then I've got like I've got one, two, three, four, five Gundam style models to put together. Um, one of them is that perfect grade. You can always send one to me if you don't have enough room. Negative, negative, Batgirl, <laughs> negative. Good try, Gabby. Right. Which means I have to rearrange my desk now because I have to figure out where I'm going to put all of them. Which I got I got rid of some space because I got John you know I gave him my uh, my transformers that I had over here on this section of my desk. So. It says you have too many dice when you need to get rid of dice to make room for your models. Yeah. Well. That's fair. Or do you have too models to get rid of models to keep yeah. your keep your dice? It depends. Yeah. Type 40 is like, wow, you can't have too many of any of those things. I'm having trouble moving my terrain, dice, models, and Gundams from Sweden to Canada. Ooh. Well, hey, Type 40, welcome to North America. It's both less and more crazy than you've heard of. <laughs> Canada is less. Yes, mostly. Gotta watch for the polar bears, though. I know a lot of Canadians these days. Well, yeah, of course. Uh, so, media section. John, how many you got? Uh, a couple. couple. Kathy, how many you got? A couple. Eh, I got a couple, <laughs> but there's also, did everybody watch Godzilla vs. King Kong? Or Godzilla vs. Kong? No. I did. Okay. Stuff. We'll, we'll, we'll do that one together then, John, but that's not one of my couples. So we're definitely going to be talking about, you know, the Godzilla King Kong one, too. Um, so I'm going to go with my first one. I am finally out of the Showtime season of Stargate and now in the sci-fi version of Stargate. Um, do what? You're into the stuff I haven't seen. I stopped after they left Showtime. Well, it started in... Now they're like in widescreen, and of course Daniel Jackson's no longer there. He ascended or whatever, blah blah blah. And now we're in, you know, with this new character. And I was like, why was he written out? Because he comes back and such. And I was kind of like, like, oh, stupid actor drama. Fuck it, I don't care. I was wondering if it was like really cool for story or if it was just you know actor drama. And can't have a way to write out every character. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I, I'm in it, I'm watching it, I'm having a good time, it, it, it's more background than anything, because I'm about to get to the part where I re start remembering things, I think after this season, I'll start remembering more of the episodes, and it'll be in, because after this season, Daniel Jackson comes back, and so I'll be back into it, um, it's good background noise, does he descend? we don't know, we'll have to watch and find out. You never know. Or does he condescend? <laughs> he is oh. condescending. Um, he shouldn't be. Uh, <laughs> Movie-wise, not really in his character. Yeah. So we're going to wait and see uh, what's going to go on with it. Um, other than that, uh, I'm enjoying it. It's still good fun. Uh, I use it for background noise more than anything. Um, but I, like I said, I got five Gundams to put together. That's what I'm going to be doing most of this week because I need to stay home because I have another dentist appointment this Thursday and, well, I'm doing my COVID shot. So, my uh, vaccine. So, I'm just going to make sure that I stay safe and everything and just do what I need to do. Um, 
I'm going to have another tooth ripped out of my face. No. And then they're going to give me a plate to put in for, you know, my missing teethers. Uh, so, other than that, uh, overall, still having fun with it. Still like it. No big deal. Um, John, go with your first big one. Um, big one. Uh, I finished, uh, there's two series this, this week. I finished... Uh, what's that stupid series? The Clone Wars season four. <laughs> that stupid series. Um, wow, is that uh, they finally reached? So the quality is not bad. Overall, it is solid quality. The problem is they just now reached the point where they should have started at, where they're telling stories that lead into another. And I'm of course of the opinion, having seen later stuff, that bringing back Darth Maul, who was pretty well and truly dead, is really fucking stupid. I understand maybe it ends up being something more interesting, but it's fucking stupid. Um, the whole Night Sisters thing, uh, I don't mind Night Sisters. They actually existed before this, mm-hmm. but they were just alternate force users and making them have fucking magic that like brings back the dead and shit is fucking stupid and not very Star Wars. Um, while Asajj Ventress ends up having an interesting character arc, a take too long to fucking do anything with it. It's like they push it aside, then like, oh fuck, we need to carry and get this going. Because we need to shoehorn into this next plot, so let's get it back. They just don't know what the fuck they're doing. And it's, it's not really up to this name of the Clone Wars. It's not really the Clone Wars. There's a lot of other stuff going on. I find when they go to the Clone Wars and they're following the clones and all that, and that kind of stuff, it's really cool. These other plots are sometimes okay, but often really stupid. And I mean, I'm going to give it two and a half uh, space herpes. It's like I said, quality's not bad in general, but this is the first season that's actually really worth a damn from start to end. Not really any real big stinkers, just some kind of quasi stinkers. I-, I like what they're doing. They're definitely doing a lot for Anakin's personality now, but four seasons in is a little fucking late to start for that shit, ain't it? Shouldn't that have been season one, day one? Um, so I'm looking to see what they do. They have a lot to do in these next two and a half seasons, but I'm not going to call seven a full season, to make Ashoka really cool because, spoiler, she's not. She's had some cool moments, but as a character, she was, you know, she was the kid entry level, which is fine, but they've gotten far away from that. And it's just it's too hodgepodge. They didn't know what they were doing. They're just throwing shit at the wall, seeing what sticks. So. I would say if you're watching this, God, I hope you've gotten to this point and keep going. Hopefully it's better, but it's not great by any standards. Kathy? Yesterday I watched The Waking of Ned Divine. And that's a UK film. It's a Irish I guess it takes place in Ireland. It was filmed on the Isle of Man. Anyways, uh, it was ni- 1990... 90-something. It's old. 98. Russ says, is somebody vacuuming in the background of one of you? Sorry, guys. I am doing a 3D printing, and my MDF printer is going off. So I will mute my mic when I'm not talking. I didn't even yeah, know like that. You can your mic when you are talking. Shut <laughs> it, John. <laughs> so, 
you're not getting your models or Maximilian. And, and John Hanna is the pig farmer, and uh, I don't remember who the the main two old guys are, but but the whole thing is the lottery is happening, and one of the people in this really small village uh, wins. Everybody's trying to figure out who it is who won. And through a series of hilarious events, they, they, a couple of guys figure out that it's Ned Devine and they go over to see him and they find his corpse sitting in his chair in front of his TV, clutching his winning lottery ticket. And, uh, and, and they, they hatch this plan, these two guys that is one of them pretends to be Ned Devine and they don't tell anybody that he's dead. And uh, so they go to claim the, the, the winnings and the lottery guy comes out and he's from the big city and he, he does believe that the one guy is, is Ned, but he tells them the winnings instead of being about a million dollars like they thought. It's like almost $7 million. And these guys are like, I, this is insane. This is too much. What are, what are we going to do? And so they conspire with everyone else in the village. There's like 52 people in this small village and, and they conspire together to, to get the 7 million and divide it equally amongst all of them. And it's, a, it's hilarious, though. It's it's a huge comedy, and it's so funny. And I love it. It's uh, maybe one space herpes. I mean, you have to toast Ned. <laughs> you have to raise a glass to Ned. And they, all, they do at the end. It was a brilliant movie. Lots of familiar uh, UK actors in that one. Um, so my next one is um, watching more scripted shows or whatever you want to call it. Watching more 30-minute uh, episodes. I did watch more of The Good Place. Um, I got through season one, and it did get better. Uh, I did like uh, more more of the episode as it got on, because uh, I think there are about 15 or so episodes per season, something like that. And so I got through episode or season one um, and the twist plot, because uh, I was afraid that they were going to do this whole, you know, she's not supposed to be there and just, you know, milk it for all it's worth. And they don't. They pretty much, you know, are like, nope, here's the twist. And they change up the twist. I'm not going to give it away because it's still kind of new on Netflix. And it actually is a good twist. Um, and so I'm on season two where the twist has been changed and it's going on. I'm just hoping that they don't continue that through all the seasons. And there's more twists and turns and a lot more things going on. Uh, the comedy has gotten better. Uh, I've enjoyed it more. Um, so I'm not going to give it any ratings yet. But it's definitely been better than when I initially first started watching it. So... Giving it some more time. Uh, I'm going to keep watching it. Watch it through. I think it's only three seasons, isn't it? Something like that, Kathy? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, and uh, finish it up. Um, but uh, my favorite character in the entire series is Janet. 
I love Janet to death. Janet is amazing. Uh, if you don't know, Janet is actually like an artificial intelligence um, that knows everything about everything. And I love the Janet character. She's so fun. Um, but she's my favorite out of the entire series. Um, so I'm going to keep watching it. It's still on my queue. I haven't dumped it, so uh, we'll keep going with it. So we'll be waiting to see how that goes. John. Uh, I finished uh, the entirety of the season four of The Expanse. I still have to watch that. I haven't well, watched the, the, the last season. Yeah, they got the. You'll have one more after that to watch. You got season five, which is, I think, not quite fully released, but I released. should say the latest season. The latest season. I haven't watched that yet either. Well, I will. Um, it was super good. Um, people have told me that this is the weakest season, but uh, I don't really judge because they're all really good. Um, they, uh, I don't want to really give away the plot for Kathy or anything. The basic plot is that uh, they end up on the alien planet and shenanigans ensue. They tie up a lot of plot lines that have been outstanding, but all satisfactorily, honestly. They explain stuff that seemed weird. Um... In fact, I want to kind of go back and rewatch. I don't have time to, but I want to go back and rewatch to see if I can catch some of the stuff. Um, all the main characters are on point. Um, still love them all. Amos is, if you want to scare you guys, one of my spirit animals. I love how it's nothing is ever personal to him. Oh, it's I just can see that. Is what it is, you know. Um, he has a good part in this. Um, uh, Burn Gorman plays, uh, you know, security chief Murtry, who is. Uh, a, recurring I mean you get probably oh, he's, he's very good in everything he's been in he plays such different characters I've loved him since I've seen saw him in uh, Torchwood mm-hmm. I like it when he shows up and stuff he's got it very good and he plays a very different than his normal style in this and I like it um, there's some great scenes of him and Amos interacting and uh, yeah overall it's very good I uh, enjoy where it's going um, they tell me that the plot it does when you stop step back and think about it, it take place over a weird time frame it feels like it should be longer for some than it, it seems like longer for some than others so take that for what it is for adapting a book where a lot more goes on to tv but i do know that when they get the sixth season done after that's done i'm gonna read the books because i want to get everything from it and read it because they're great um Russ says it's the weakest season was still good viewing. I mean, if this is the weakest season it gets, and I hear season five is way better, we'll say then this is probably one of, if not the greatest sci-fi series that we've had because it's just good stuff. I love the way they handle all sorts of things that go wrong, and it's a good combination of, you know, when the ultra tech of the, the builders comes out, it's all like, whoop, <laughs> And then everything else is all super hard science. So um, there is some stuff to some people. The expanse, uh, they do kill off some series regular or characters, every current character, which is unfortunate. But uh, uh, you get over it because it's, it's actually done very well. But uh, there you go. I'm going to give it a zero. It's a zero. Zero space herpes there. Nope. It's not hard sci fi enough that to is, have. Uh, that is on our list of things. Uh, yeah. I enjoyed it. it. For sure. We've, unlike we've most all previous seasons. Yeah. Yeah, it's just definitely, uh, 
I mean, it's great sci-fi. They don't have any of the... Uh, there's no... Well, I don't want to spoil anything for Kathy, but... You know, it's still really good, really enjoy it, and uh, looking forward to starting season five. So I think maybe, since we're about to be out of the office, Bane and I might do Discovery season three first. We shall see. Uh, Kathy? So, today, in my Bond viewing... I watched Never Say Never Again. Again, and or just Never Say Never? You know Christopher what? One, right? I hadn't seen it before. I had seen, like, bits and pieces, because parts of it looked familiar, but I'd never seen it in its entirety. Uh, and I really liked it. Like, a lot. I, As far as Bond movies go, and this isn't technically... Well, I mean, technically it is a Bond movie, but it's not one of the, uh, the Elbert Broccoli Bond movies. Um, oh, so oh gotcha. Not... What? Sean Connery one, gotcha. Yeah. It's the final Sean Connery, uh, James Bond, which is actually made in the same year, I think, as, uh, Octopussy, which I watched last week. It was, yeah. 83? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I felt like Sean Connery at at that age in 1983 was was hot. He was still hot, and uh, I mean, he only got better looking as he got older. So. Much more convincing as the suave uh, secret agent than uh, than, uh, than Roger Moore. Point. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, but but I liked the story of it. Uh, I I thought I thought it was better done than than the Albert Broccoli ones. I mean, it didn't have the the familiar James Bond music and stuff like that, but it didn't need it. I think the things I would miss most from Bond uh, would be M Q and the James Bond music. Would be so, the ones. I liked the Q that was in this, especially, in, you know, now knowing Q is, is more of a department and a designation. Uh, and yeah, Desmond, is it Desmond Llewellyn? Yeah. Uh, who plays Q. It was fantastic, and I loved him, and I loved when uh, John Cleese took over from that. But the guy that played Q in this particular one was really fun, too. And uh, it just had had a few funny little you know funny little lines that that kind of were almost like a riff on the uh the Albert Broccoli ones and there were a few moments towards the beginning where they kind of you know riffing on the other James Bond franchise which I thought was funny so Oh, don't even start with that, Baneon isn't Bond a designation. I mean, he's a double O, but... He's a Time Lord. He's regenerates. <laughs> Russ is Connery and Dalton are my favorite Bonds. Yeah, I can I see that. Well, that. Connery is, is my top one, and then Dalton and, and Daniel Craig tie for me. So, they tie for second. So what do you got next week? A View to a Kill? 
think I I think I already saw that. Or is that the next one after Octopussy? Is that the last Roger Moore one? I think that's the last one. Roger Moore. James Bond movies. My five year old. says yes it is. So yep. yes. So next after you were killed in Living Daylight, the license to kill again. That's been six years since Bond. Ooh. Feels like the longest time. Yeah. Right? Uh, was not tied. License to Kill and Goldeneye were about six years apart, too. Assuming, of course, that No Time to Die comes out this year. But feels longer because Spectre was not very good, in my opinion. And Skyfall, on the other hand, was surprisingly good. But, anyway. Uh, back to Gonzo. Um, so I watched the newest episode of Wanda and Vision. Wanda Vision, and okay, episode was okay. The ending was the best part. They actually showed us something. We know what something's going on, but it's still a big huh going in. I really think they need to step it up. They really need to start showing and doing what's going on uh, because of it's going to just turn people off, in my opinion. Uh, it feels like arrogance on their part. So, like you're gonna watch it because it's Marvel, and we're gonna. I mean, maybe that's what they want. They want to drag it on for maybe people think we're gonna like it, but. Uh, uh. Yeah, they they really need to, as as we're gonna say because we're gonna say it later. They need to get to the monkey in this show. Get to the fucking monkey. Yeah, they need to get to the fucking monkey. <laughs> <laughs> So, and I think they need to hurry up and do that because eventually I think it's just kind of going to get just uh, uh, type thing. And you're like, guys, give us something. Give us something that's worth a damn that we can talk about. Give us Marvel. Because right now it's just filler and little tidbits here and there. But nothing great. Like I just, I just posted was the get the fucking monkey so you guys can get that joke. <laughs> but... I, I'll still do it. I mean, it's only a 30-minute episode type thing, and it's once a week, so it's not hard to keep up with. So, uh, other than that, I'm waiting. I can't give anything a review on that, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait. John. Um. Uh, the only thing I really have to talk about uh, this week uh, is the uh, trailer. Kathy, you got something else? Nope, that's it. I let's, a couple of things. Let's go with the trailer. We're getting to the fucking monkey. Yeah. Yeah. We're getting to the fucking monkey. So the trailer for Godzilla vs. Kong came out. Which I think is interesting they say Kong and not King Kong. Uh, but I'm okay with that. Because uh, I'm yelling because I'm excited. <laughs> um, yeah, because they are definitely getting to it. So the trailer's coming out. And I really, really like where this is going. Um Two giant monsters bidling it out? No, no, no. That's going to be more than two, because you see more than two in the trailer. Correct. You see a couple of other monsters that Kong fights. Um, and you see Kong wielding a giant axe? Question mark? I have a problem with that, but we'll see how it plays out in the movie. Like It's one of those things where I'm like, 
You best play that right, or it's gonna piss me off. Well, because at one point, you know that Kong goes to like some new island, and he like his handprint is the same size of a handprint on the side of a mountain. Yeah, I, I'm interested to see what they're building in this monster universe, and I hope they get the chance to continue it because honestly people who probably would have liked Godzilla King of the Monsters didn't go see it because reviewers are obviously harsh and a lot of people who watch it are like this isn't like the Godzilla movies I'm used to well no because those are rubber suit movies those are totally different I actually really liked Godzilla King of the Monsters I really enjoyed what it did I enjoyed the combination of human characters and monsters which is what a Godzilla movie should be Um, I do like it that they were also talking about in the trailer that something's pissing off Godzilla. It's not just Godzilla yes. rampaging. There's something oh, yeah, happening. If you look at the end of it, end of the last movie, if you go through the news clips and all, it's actually, you know, all these monsters coming up are good for the environment and all. They're helping the human. They're trying to live symbiotically. And obviously something's going on, and that's probably directly related to the after credit stinger of King of the Monsters. Uh, where, God, I wish I remember the actor's name, where the bad guy gets what he's looking for and is obviously going to do something with the head of uh, King Ghidorah. Correct. Um, I like what I saw. Uh, I love seeing King Kong knock the shit out of Godzilla in the face with a punch. Um, I want to see more of that. Um, it is coming out on theaters and HBO Max. Yep. Um, so, same day. Same I day. like that they're doing. I just hope... I hope that it's actually profitable, profitable for them because I don't want any of these places, to, any of those studios to go out of business because they're doing this. I mean, Wonder Woman was super spotty reviewed. It was really 50-50. A lot of people enjoyed it. A lot of people were like, eh. Some people were like, this is terrible. DC sucks. You get that all the time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm i sure that HBO paid a pretty penny to have it on there. Um, to, they have to, um, or they wouldn't have done it. Um, I really, like I said, I hope it doesn't ruin a lot of studios, but I think people are going to be more picky about movies they make for a while. Yeah. Uh, and too, not, we'd gotten too far. Look at some of the shit that gets made. Yeah. Yeah. People aren't going to keep going to see that stuff. And it's, if they can, if they scale down the, the, amount of money they put into a movie by, you know, just stagger it down a little bit. Like, we know this is probably going to go direct streaming or whatever. We'll scale it down so we're not spending, you know, millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars on a movie. They can do better on that. You know? And maybe and maybe people stop getting paid stupid amounts of movies to make movies. Think about how much some of these mainline actors get. It's, it's exorbitant. It's crazy. Oh, yeah, it is. It had to... The bubble had to pop eventually, and it's a apparently a uh, pandemic <laughs> um like i said i'm i'm really looking forward to it i think um it, it brings out the little kid in me you know watching the godzilla and king kong movies and all the giant monster movies you know on the tv saturday morning you know whatever type thing and just really going yeah i kong's gonna win i don't care what anybody says kong's gonna win if you think yeah. godzilla's gonna win you're wrong kong's yeah. just gonna beat the shit out of everybody Sorry, man. Godzilla. <laughs> like, I'm giving him a pass because technically speaking, it should not even be a fight. <laughs> I mean, comic breath, what? Yeah. What does is, what is fried gorilla smell like? About to find out. 
But no, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Actually, here's a little thing. I have not seen Kong Skull Island or the first Godzilla of this grouping movies yet. Oh, yeah. I jumped into King of the Monsters, and I mean, honestly, I didn't, didn't spoil anything. It's Godzilla movie. It's fuck. Yeah. But I think uh, before this comes out, Gonzo, we should probably watch all three of those movies uh, and review them coming up to that. What was, did they give a release date yet, or did they just say? Um, did not see. Let me see here. Uh, Godzilla versus Kong. Let's see if it's got a release date. 26th of March. Okay, so we got a little bit of time. Yeah, so we'll start uh, watching those. Hopefully we'll find them free. If not, uh, I guess I'll run them or whatever. Yeah, I mean, they look good, Mo's Magic. They, uh, I enjoyed King of the Monsters very much. Um, I thought it was exactly what I wanted from that kind of movie. I'm, You know, I'm, I'm a fan of the old, you know, rubber suit monster movies, but I like it better when there's a deeper plot than just King Kong's going to beat up the bad guys or Godzilla's being a bad guy's. Um, so we will take a look. I, I mean, I've heard all the negatives about the first Godzilla movie, and I'm like, I don't care. Uh, I mean, I'm going to watch it. I just haven't watched it because I was waiting for it to come out for free. And then the trailers for King of the Monsters came out, and I'm like, I'm not waiting for that for free. I'll go see that in the theater. And I did. It's one of the last movies I saw in the theater, I think. So there you go. So what we say about March 28th will be our uh, Godzilla, King of the Monster marathon discussion because Godzilla versus Kong will be out on the 26th? Uh, I mean, I think we should probably watch them week by week by week, so we're not trying, I mean, I can't necessarily <laughs> watch three movies in a week. What? Without... Yeah, I know, crazy, huh? I don't even know what's going to happen then. You're asking me to predict in the unpredictable times of the COVID apocalypse. Well, how about we, we don't review them until that day, though? Um, I prefer to them week by week. Okay. All right. Well, you tell me which one to watch each week, and I'll start watching them, and I'll, that way I can review them with you. First week in March, we watch, uh, I don't have a calendar handy. I'm going to do it, but I don't. All right, March. Let's take a look here. So, March yeah, I mean, 7th? We, we, March 7th, we watch uh, Godzilla, then Skull Island, then uh, King of the Monsters, and then Godzilla vs. Kong. Easy peasy. Okay. I'll watch them all in one day and then uh, wait for you. <laughs> uh-huh. That's fine. Like I always do. Attention to them and make you look like you didn't pay attention at all. I take notes. You take notes. We're gonna we're we're gonna Siskel and Ebert this. I have actually <laughs> taken notes in certain movies before, but I decide if I review them within a, a close enough time, it's not necessary. Yeah. Well, guys, that is the podcast for today. We appreciate everybody being here. We're gonna take a quick uh, poll. Uh, would you like to see someone playing with pottery, someone painting, or someone playing uh, MechWarrior Online? Pottery? Yeah. There's someone I, there's someone I know that's uh, doing pottery. That's odd. Someone exploding things in real life. Um, we don't have that. Uh, okay. So we can do... Zambies is on, so guys, we'll just enjoy Zambies since everybody and stuff. So, oh, we... you were asking who should we raid? I yes. was not getting that. Oh. oh, I got that. I was picking up what he was putting down. Just do this, Kathy. Pick it up. Uh, so we're going to do the Zambies, guys. We appreciate you all coming out and watching us. Um, it means a lot to us, more than you know. 
Uh, for more than dice, I'm Gonzo. I have to pee. I'm John. Good night. John, go pee. No, I'm ending. I gotta wait till you end it. Oh, you gotta wait till I actually end it? Yes. What if I don't want to end it? Then I'll grab a cup over here and I'll pee in the cup on mic.